Oh yeah. It's backdoor cover, baby. We've got enough football to talk about, and we're about to do it real big. Hit that high point real big. Let's go. What it do? It's Paul Wall. It's the people's champ. I'm Micah. I'm joined by Bradley. What's up, Micah? Brad, how are you? I'm good. I got more keys than a janitor. Thank you. I think that's one of my favorite. I think that's Chameleon Air, but whatever. The Paul Wall crew. I sent you... I sent you the Lamar Jackson video from yesterday. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Where'd you send it to me? On Instagram? I sent it to you on Instagram. I, You know what? I'll, we'll try and I'll, I'll bring the audio in for that. Cause it's, oh, yeah? It's pretty is it good. Is that good? Fact, it is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's timely. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's start with uh, some general hellos. This is Backdoor Cover. I don't know if you've ever listened before. I hope you have. We're a sports podcast. We talk about sports. I'm Micah. That's Brad. Uh, each week we review what happened during football season, and then we will preview what happens this weekend in the divisional round later this week with our gambling expert, Can't Miss Mitch. The Algo was on fire again this weekend. It picked, I think, three of the games, the exact margin of, yeah. the, of the, uh, and I think the, the Algo went, was it five and one over the weekend? So Mitch, uh, advised the crowd not to take the algos bear pick bears pick which so technically the algo went four and two and mitch went five and one if you listen to mitch but either way you're coming out on top we certainly did um and just to remind those or those of you that aren't aren't aware we we put a uh bank into my bookie at the beginning of the year and we've been gambling the entire amount evenly across every single game that the algo picks and so yeah uh going four and two uh gets you paid it turns out so we're up we're looking good i love it we'll be back later this week to preview the divisional round uh johnny menzel's listening so shouts to johnny uh hey you know what else you should check out brad tell me oh wait um did i still lose trying you to figure out did, no I, i'm here can you hear me i got you loud and clear Oh, okay. Uh, I have sound effects. Okay. But they're not playing. So. Yeah, you, you got me all oh. uh, hot and bothered for something, and then you just Here we go. Here's off. what you should look for. Mind of Micah. Yeah, oh, hit it again. It's not working on my end, but I believe you. I think the people can hear it. You can still hear the sound <laughs> effects going. No? I can't. Anyway, Mind of, Mind of Micah this week, I uh, have my friend John Duda join me yesterday. Wow. Blast we in the had, past. We had a delightful conversation. Is he still wearing real... ridiculous socks and crazy sandals? Oh uh, yeah, his his fits are still bananas. And is he living in Austin? No, 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 no. He Where lives he be? in Chicago. Oh, Chicago with socks and sandals. That's some wild ass shit. I respect yeah, it. Was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I would I would highly suggest you check out that conversation. He does Internet Mind Party, right? That's his pod. Of Micah. Yes, they're coming back with season 3 of Internet Party soon. He told me he launched a newsletter so you can get that. Uh, check it out on Mind of Micah. Also, check out Too Much Dip. We had a great episode yesterday, and uh, we do a live stream on that on Thursday nights. Mm. And, of course, Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. The subscription link will be in the description of this podcast. All right, now that we got the plugs out of the way, I guess we should start with the national championship last night. Absolutely. Uh, that was something. 
Bama crushes Ohio State 52-24. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, Devontae Smith won the offensive MVP, even though he got hurt early in the second half, but he put up unbelievable numbers in the first half. I mean, he was hurt like on the first drive of the second half. Like he he essentially played a half of college football and put up like record breaking numbers over two hundred yards receiving twelve receptions a couple three touchdowns two three touchdowns I mean he three went touchdowns fucking off. I think it was I think it was over two hundred yards receiving is that what you that's said? right over two hundred yeah the numbers were were unbeatable gaudy gaudy he uh, he solidified catches. his choice as the uh, Heisman Trophy winner no doubt twelve catches two hundred and fifteen yards and three touchdowns uh, pretty. Pretty strong. In the fucking half. Pardon my French, but that is exceptional. Yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, poor Mac Jones. Like, I, I just wonder if Mac Jones would just, like, look and throw the ball to other receivers if he could have won the Heisman. Hmm. Like, in the biggest I don't think games. So. Smith seemed to score three touchdowns in all of the biggest games. Like, he could have just thrown it to other guys. I just, like, I feel for him. Did it stick bit, out to you when um, Smith caught that long one? He was running like it was looked like a post route, like up the middle, down the right side. Yes. Did it uh-huh. did it strike you as odd how slowly it looked like he was like how effortless effortlessly he was running? Like it almost looked like he was just kind of gliding like a a gazelle. And well, I didn't notice him. I've watched that clip like five times. Because you got to watch his he, legs, man. Even looked, after he had put up like 180 yards and two touchdowns. Ohio State decided to cover him on that play with a middle linebacker. A great and idea. I just kept watching the video of the middle linebacker trying to run as, <laughs> as fast and as hard as he could and him just running right past him. He that had no could chance. Be I'll have what to watch made it, it Yeah, that could be what made it look like uh, Smith was just kind of coasting. I, I swear to God, it just looks like he is just barely jogging just and, and he's running like 50 miles an hour. It, that's it's like the true mark of an athlete is when you run effortlessly and you're faster than everybody else in the field. Like when you can run without tension and like it, it almost looks like there's no exertion. You're just it's a natural gait. God, he is fast, man. He looked great, but it could well, be that a 260 pound linebacker was trying to run with him. That could have skewed my perception. Well, you know, and it, it was a, probably a, a pretty funny dynamic to watch that linebacker run. Like his arms were swinging, he was running harder than any person has ever run before. Like right. if a bear was chasing him, that's what he would look like. <laughs> and then Devonte Smith just runs past him. The thing I was saying about Mac Jones, mm. uh, I don't know if Mac Jones is an NFL quarterback or not. I, I think that some people have him as a first rounder, but you know, would anyone be surprised if he had the same NFL career as like AJ McCarron or something? A guy who's like a career backup, probably not. Devonte Smith's going to make a lot of money in the NFL. In all likelihood, he's probably going to be a star. He's not going to. He's not going to need that Heisman Trophy. Mac Jones could use that. Could use Heisman Trophy winner Mac Jones for the next seventy years of his life. And eh, uh, it kind of fades. Maybe when I'm over quarterback. Yeah, I I can't remember the last quarterback at Alabama that won it was like AJ McCarron or somebody. Like I'm kind of throwing. No, 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 no. They've no, never no had a quarterback win it. Well, but it seems that seems correct though. Like you look at all of these guys going to the pros. There's very few quarterbacks that come out of Alabama that are, they're like, I don't know, they they're like the perfect they're like the perfect piece to plug into an exceptionally talented offense that has insane receivers, insane running backs. But for some reason, there's never a prolific quarterback. I guess, I mean, Tua obviously was. Um, yeah, Tua broke the mold. Yeah, Tua um, broke the mold. But 
he even isn't having that much success in the NFL, but obviously he came in also injured. So uh, I don't know. He's a rookie. I, I don't rookie, want to. Yeah. I, I, I really don't like the people that judge Tua. He's still, still coming super, off of a catastrophic early, yeah. injury. He played as a rookie. Rookie quarterbacks traditionally haven't played well. He went like six and two. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's particularly difficult when you don't play for eight months before that because you broke like a significant piece of your leg off or whatever. He yeah, broke his exactly. Hip. Yeah, exactly. So, but Mac Jones was out was outstanding as well. I mean, he you know he's got unbelievable dudes to throw to all over the field. But well, you notice Waddle came back, right? Yeah, Waddle came back and played in this game. And you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Brad and I think Waddle may be the greatest football player in history. Well, he was he's, for the first couple of games of this year. He was the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, looked, he totally was the star over Smith, and then Smith just comes in and is just in another atmosphere compared to the rest of college football. So that gives you a sense of how much talent is on this uh, Alabama team. Like, It's true. The Heisman Waddle, Trophy winner was didn't shine until after Waddle got injured, really. Yeah, Waddle was a little banged up last night and limping around. He played a little more than I would have liked to have seen him play. Like mm-hmm. they They put him at risk. But I'm glad he fought back and got to play in the national championship, and uh, he will make a lot of money in the NFL as well. I mean, he the the comparison that dude's huge. He's like Randy Moss size. Um, Smith is like people kept saying like Marvin Harrison. Yes, he's a little bit undersized, a little bit smaller, but he he's he's a bad man. Um, well, the funny I, thing, I like I'm looking at Waddle's profile. It says he's five ten, 183. Like. Isn't that odd? He just seems much that bigger. Right. But that well, that sounds I'll... that sounds like what Smith is. Like Smith's apparently the smaller sized guy. He looks much smaller than Waddle. So I mean that kind of gives you a sense. Five ten, one hundred eighty three looks like a large man compared to. Let's see what hmm. Waddle or what Smith's measurements are. Uh, speed kills. Anyways. Yeah, yeah and no those shit. dudes have tons of speed. Uh, Fifty two points they put up on Ohio State. Ah. Devonte Smith six one one seventy five. So he's okay, ten well, pounds lighter. Forget everything that a I few said. inches taller. Just forget everything that I ever say. I think That's... what his deal is is that he's very thin and like he's put on a lot of weight. Like he's one hundred seventy four pounds. It says here, and I think that he put on a significant he still amount looks of skinny weight too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's a bad dude. And they, uh, that's a bad football team. Thirteen and zero. It's the first undefeated national championship for Saban at Alabama. His LSU title team went undefeated. He claims it's the best team that he's had there. They they won 11 SEC games. They beat two good teams in the playoff. Um, for me, this this team has been incredibly dominant. You don't see – I can't remember a national champion that just ran the table, went undefeated, and was never really pushed. It doesn't – it's could, not so easy as this usually. Right. Like, I mean, you could say that, that that Florida game was uh, a, within a touchdown game in the fourth quarter, I think. But other than that, Bamboo kicked everyone's ass all season. They ended up winning that game by three touchdowns, I think, too. Right. Like, this team has been unstoppable. They it's, averaged 48 points a game. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It really is. Jones I mean, the, went the, the guys 35 not, for 40. Sorry, yeah, Jones went no, 36 for 45 for 464 and five touchdowns last night. Mm. Like, I, I kind of think he, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could say the game was over at halftime, but. Those are ridiculous numbers for a guy to not win the MVP. Um, Najee Harris is a bad man, although he he had two touchdowns. I mean, the the last man on Alabama's roster is a fucking bad man. Like, that's kind of the deal here. Like, you see these guys running routes, and you'd be like, who is that guy? And he's just 
absolutely running precise routes, the fastest guy in the field, and you're like, oh, you're like the fourth or fifth string wide receiver on the Alabama roster. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you guys are pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, they're scary. Um, let's see. that They ended up beating Florida by just six points, I guess. That was okay. the closest game they played all season. Uh, I'm just looking back at their results now. There's, I don't think anyone else came in within three touchdowns of them. Mizzou played uh, them real George, tough. Georgia by 17. <laughs> Mizzou by uh, 19. Hey. The Aggies by 20-something. Yeah, th- this is a dominant, dominant. I mean, I I don't know if we've ever seen anything, anything like it. And the question then becomes, as you talk about the worst player on Alabama being, you know, a four- or five-star guy. Maybe a pro. Is, is this bad for college football? I mean, I, I it's hard. this season is kind of a wash. You kind of throw it out the window. There's no fans in the stands. You know, some Ohio State only played eight games, and they played the national championship, and that was their eighth game. I don't think it's bad. Do you think it's bad? What is your perspective? I think it's boring that mm. Bama has played in the, the playoff seven of the last eight years. Uh, I, I forget all the numbers, but they've just dominated. Yeah. I, I think I, it's boring for the sport. I don't, I don't think it's a good thing. I think dynasties are good for narratives. And I think that while, yeah, we're kind of getting tired of seeing Bama hit there every single year over and over and over again, things shift. Like at, probably 10, 15 years ago, Bama sucked. If, if I recall correctly, like you have ups and downs, it's cyclical. I don't know. I think it all kind of sets up to be interesting at the end, but I can see what you mean. Like you get, it's like seeing the golden state warriors win the NBA championship over and over again. Like at some point it just gets old and you know, you want to see new blood in there, but at the same time, it's so fun to see someone dethrone that, that dynasty. Uh, It's interesting to see other teams come up and out recruit them whenever this Whenever it does happen, is it's eventually going to happen. You can't be the best I, forever. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't you think, think it's ever going to happen. You think it's just forever? You think they're going to put like, saving robots there, on the side of the road? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be there forever. I mean, and, and we're about to talk about the NFL, but you watch the games on Sunday, and every player in the league is from from Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson. Like, the number of first-round picks that these dudes produce, if you're a five-star guy and you want to be – a a first-round NFL draft pick, which is mm. what most people's goal is, why would you go anywhere else? Like, well, they I, know what I they're doing. I would pose the exact opposite question to you. Why would you go there? Why wouldn't you go somewhere where you're just, like, a, a supernova on a team of people who are not quite as good as you? Like, how much better could you look on, you know, a good team as opposed to Alabama, where you're maybe the fourth fifth string guy at, when you're a freshman like well the other thing about other ways of looking at this you the know? other thing about Nick Saban and and you don't have to like him and no one really does uh the dude knows how to coach like these guys are getting the best coaching in the country they've got the the best staff they've got the highest paid staff so and that stuff always sticks out to me in these big games they just look like a better run organization than the other than the other teams that they face and like Notre Dame and and Alabama just they're like on different planets. Yeah. It's like college coaches versus a bunch of guys that have been the pros and know what they're doing, know how to coach technique and coach pros and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, they they're just playing on a different level than everybody else. And uh I I don't think it's great for the sport to see, you know, it, it would be like if I, I read the other day that 
35% of the five-star players in the league or in college football have signed with either Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State going back the last four years. And just imagine there's like an average of 35 five-star guys a year, which okay. is about – there's 32 first-round draft picks. Imagine if three teams got 40% of all of the draft first-round picks. Like it just it, – it doesn't help. And uh, I mean, mm. I, I don't know. I this I'm just bitching. I'm, there's nothing you can do to legislate this or to change it. I just think it's not great for the sport to have these three teams be so far ahead of everyone else. Um, but that being said, you know, somebody bubbles up and and could get hot next year. Um, you know, all you have to do is get to the four and then win two games, and you're national champion. But it's cyclical, man. It'll, I mean, it'll be Texas, it'll I be would USC, bet, it'll be... It'll, I would bet it'll my life. Around. I don't know. I mean, I, assuming uh, Saban comes back, I would bet my life that two two of Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State will be in the playoff next year. Oh, me too. At least. I mean, like, those Maybe, three are... We'll see, because Clemson's losing the quarterback. We'll see if the guy who replaces him can, can step up. They lost another dame under him uh, earlier in the year, but yeah. It's a it's a good point, and for the time being, they're clearly seated in a position of power. But I mean, within the next two, three, four years, I would anticipate things kind of shift and shake up for a number of reasons, including things that we can't predict with you know how the sport evolves. Michael, let me ask you this: If you were a five star, let's say receiver, just for the, just for the fun of it, since we've been talking about Waddle and those guys, where would you go to school? Would it be Alabama? Uh, I don't know. I think you, your life is pretty good in Tuscaloosa if you're a five-star athlete. I'm pretty sure it's pretty good any campus you go to. So do I, you want to go might, to Alabama? I mean, I, I don't know. It's a good choice. Like, the thing is, if you're a five-star, you want to get on the field as a true freshman. And you might not be able to do that at Alabama. So that's yeah. that's the argument, that playing time is easier to get somewhere else. But if you... If you just want to play in college, then you go somewhere else. If you're trying to be a first-round NFL pick, you go to the NFL football factory, and that's Alabama. I mean, it's – I don't know. Mm, From a rational I mean, perspective, that's that's a that's a hard argument to, uh, you know, to fight against if you're another coach. I think very hard about USC, and I think very hard about Texas because both of those are in – well – Texas is a really, really good school, first of all. So should fo- football fall apart for whatever reason, you never know. You could get injured, whatever. You're in a good position to, whatever, be plugged in for, for a life of business moving forward in, in the state. Or USC, it's the land of the beautiful people. I mean, what more could you want? I don't know. So those are my thoughts. I, I might consider other schools, although I would not go to Texas next year if I had the option right now, just because of how much of a dumpster fire they've been lately. But that, that's true too. Yeah. Um, what you gonna do? We shall see. Alabama, congratulations to uh, all you Trump voting rednecks. You get to celebrate <laughs> in the streets. Did you see the the video of uh, the people jammed in the streets last night celebrating? Um, no. I you can check it out at producer Micah on Twitter I hit it with a retweet Um, some people might say super spreader clap 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 super spreader yeah there were just thousands of people like jammed into the street like no one could move elbow to elbow Um, 
it was it's going to be bad. Uh, and just national championships do incite reckless behavior. I remember when Texas won, we were in Austin. Uh, nobody was safe that for like the next like forty eight hours. It was just pure madness in the city. Yeah, so. I almost fought somebody that night. It was sweet, but mm, uh, mm, mm. yeah, that was that was fifteen years ago. Indeed. If you want a sense of, uh, feel <laughs> if you old. want to feel old, yeah. yeah. Um, I will also say that, yeah, the, thing, the Tuscaloosa hospital hospitals were at eighty nine percent capacity last week, so uh, I would anticipate they will be over a hundred. But congratulations to Alabama, anyway. And con- congratulations to Nick Saban, his seventh national championship. He passes Bear Bryant for the most uh, national titles. So pretty strong. Uh, one pretty, other coaching note in the Belichick, uh, Bra- uh, Belichick-Saban tree, Bill Belichick uh, won't receive the, f- the f- Medal of Freedom from uh, the president this week. He was scheduled to receive that. Oh, he's and- refusing it? He's refusing it. Mm. Uh, Man, Trump is getting some bad press these days, boy. Yeah, between that and uh, the PGA canceling their their the 2022 PGA uh, Championship, correct? At uh, Trump, at Trump National Trump, Golf Club, Trump uh, National Bed Minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were reports yesterday that of all the things that have happened this week, Trump is most mad about that. <laughs> like the real reports from the New York Times. Um, so. Which isn't surprising because his family has fought very hard to get that. And he's yeah. a petty, shallow man. But that's not important. Um, Bill Belichick is, just won't move forward with the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom, which you, you can't get. You, you can't show up to the White House a week after this thing happened and, and go get an award and smile and be, be in a photograph. Like It's just sorry. I know it's the highest uh, honor a civilian can earn, Mm-hmm. And uh, he's basically supported Trump and been a high-profile supporter at, at certain times. You can't go get that one. That's one you got to just stay home for. Yeah, is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, all right, let's uh, move to the football from last weekend in Excellent. the National Football League. Uh, an outstanding day. Super two, or two a weekend. Days. Yeah, that's right. Super wild card weekend. As we mentioned, the algorithm killed it. There's a lot of uh, jobs that are sort of being out there that are being discussed. We might talk about some of those when they fall into place uh, whenever we record with Mitch this week. There are two games Saturday and two games Sunday this week, so we'll get back to you uh, before the week is over. But let's start. Let's just run through each of these games. Uh, First, the Saturday morning game, our early afternoon. The Bills beat the Colts 27-24. Josh Allen was pretty awesome, 26 of 35, 324 and two touchdowns through the air. He also ran the ball very effectively. Stephon Diggs had six catches, 128 and a touch. Um, that Stephon being, said, being Stephon. I mean, he's been so good this year. He really has been. He's been worth every penny that they you know, gave up Agreed and totally. traded for him and paid him. Uh, that being said, the Colts have to be kicking themselves. They, they should have or well, they could have won this football game pretty easily. Uh, they missed some opportunities. They punted on fourth and one uh, in the late in the fourth quarter. I saw a hilarious tweet yesterday that said that Mike Vrabel is willing to cut off his penis to win a Super wow. Bowl. Uh, he that's, said, "I think that's old news." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the tweet said Mike Vrabel is willing to cut off his penis to win a Super Bowl, but he's afraid to punt on fourth, or he's afraid <laughs> to go for it on fourth and one at the forty. Yeah. 
not just you got to kick yourself. Tweet that Philip Rivers tweet. only had one interception, but he didn't play badly necessarily. His numbers were okay. He played well enough to win. They the Colts just were right there and just couldn't do it. And you know the Bills now have have won. I think it's seven in a row, and it should mm-hmm. be eleven and zero. Uh, other 11 than Hale Murray, yeah. Other than the Hale Murray, and they had been stomping everybody. Uh, maybe it's a good thing they win a close game here. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think it's definitely good to have a little bit of adversity early. And I mean, the Algo had this; like, it was going to be a close game. Yes, Algo uh, had the a teams matched right up here. pretty well. Indy's been playing well on the offensive side of the ball, especially behind Jonathan Taylor running. Their defense is great, uh, holding. Buffalo's offense to twenty, what was it, twenty eight points, twenty seven points, whatever it is, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Not great, but still a pretty good showing. Um, I think Buffalo's the 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 better team, and I think that's a pretty obvious statement. But yeah, I think it's a good thing for Buffalo. I think you face adversity early, and now who do they got next round? Uh, they got Baltimore. Baltimore goes to Buffalo next week. So I think that's actually uh a pretty good progression in terms of what you'd want to see. Like you start with Indy, it's a tough test, a great defense. It's a good start for, for your playoff run. Baltimore's next. They've been up and down this year. Uh, they seem to be catching, you know, some Mo going into the playoffs, but no doubt. I don't think they're that scary. Um, I think Buffalo can certainly hang with them and then whatever from there, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I like this Buffalo team. I feel good about them and I think that they could go pretty deep here. I agree. Uh, they look legit. They got the win. You know the, the the ages of the four quarterbacks in the AFC are 24, 24, 25, 25, and Baker Mayfield is the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs remaining? <laughs> it's a that's scary, a scary thought if you're an AFC team that's not in the playoffs that you're going to have to look at. And, and these dudes are playing. Tom Brady's 43, and Drew Brees will be 42 when the game kicks off this week. Uh, to think that that these dudes could play for another 15 years. It's uh, imagine looking at Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes for 15 more seasons. Jesus. Anyway, uh, I see your message. We'll move quickly here. Rams 30 over the Seahawks who only scored 20 points at home. Russell Wilson was fucking terrible. 11 for 27, 174 and two touchdowns. Uh, but awful. I mean, I don't know okay. how they lose that game to that quarterbacking situation. Uh, Jared Goff was, came in and relief was, he was bad. Uh, a lot of credit to the Rams, but there's not a whole lot to say here. This, this team can't, uh, can't win next week against the Packers in, in Lambeau. I don't think. And just, it says a lot more about the Seahawks. This is a really tough loss for them and a really sort of a nut crush to, you know, there were times where they should have thrown the football and they didn't throw the football. They didn't let Russ cook. And then they were behind, and he just wasn't wasn't great. It was indicative of what they did at the end of the season. They started off they the just, season they were the just most a prolific offense in the NFL, yeah. right? They're throwing the shit out of the ball. They're slinging it all over the field. They're putting up insane yardage numbers, insane touchdowns, like insane points across the board. But their defense is just getting shredded. It's a the product. It's a byproduct of having a highly uh, potent offense that scores and puts up uh, gaudy numbers. Your defense is then stressed. They kind of go back to Carroll ball like midseason their offense is just becomes almost stagnant it feels like they're running the ball a lot they're 
on first down, second downs. It, it, and they just totally lost the one strength they had, which was that, that high-powered, super dangerous offense behind those two receivers that are just beasts in Metcalf. Uh, and uh, why am I blanking on this guy's name? Your boy. Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Kansas State guy. Anyways, I, that's just my sense. Like I, I just felt like this was exactly what they were leading up to in the playoffs. I felt like they just played like who they thought, who we thought they were. And I'm not that surprised. The Rams got a, a nasty defense. Like you said, though, a, a very uh, underwhelming perf- performance by both quarterbacks for the Rams. And you wouldn't think that they could hold on with MVP Rodgers next week. But, you know. We'll see. Jalen Ramsey with a, an unbelievable pick six. The play of the game really changing the whole thing. That uh, guy is unbelievable. Yeah, he's a stud. He was worth it. He's worth every penny they pay him, and and the two first rounds they get they the first the two first rounders they gave up to get him. Um, Rams move on. The other game on Saturday, the Buccaneers beat the football team thirty-one to twenty-three over Washington. Tom Brady was awesome, twenty-two of forty, not very efficient, but three eighty-one and two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette had a great game after uh, their other running back Jones had, was. Got hurt in warm-ups, apparently. Fournette went for 19 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown, and just ran tough. He looked like a difference maker. Mike Evans was awesome. He was over 100 yards. Uh, Antonio Brown caught a touchdown or two. This team is really coming into form, and it meant they now will face uh, Drew Brees and the Saints next week, which is pretty fun to think about. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in a playoff game in the NFC. Uh, Washington was led by Tyler Heineke, or whatever the guy's name is, oh, Heine, um, <laughs> who was pretty good, but not enough. The, the football team finishes the season 7-9. and nine. They lose their playoff game 7-10. and 10. This seems like a team that if they could get like a, math, a Matthew Stafford or, I mean, someone like a Phillip Rivers who isn't washed up, yeah, I'm thinking like a Stafford who's rumored to be on the outs. Like, don't tell me the Washington football team can't go ten and six next next year and win the NFC East by two games and be a mm. real contender. That defense is is got some pieces. Um, that being said, the Buccaneers had over five hundred yards of offense. They put up thirty one points. This offense is really good. They've got a lot of stars, and uh, they're going to be tough. That game against the Saints is the primetime game on Sunday, which will be the most watched game uh, so far this season. Will be awesome. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think that the NFC East and Dak being back next year and a number of things changing, injuries being different, I think the NFC East ends up being a much more competitive, uh, <laughs> respectable place. But well, it can't be any we'll less see. competitive. That's for certain. But yeah, you were saying, you know, what were you saying the record for You're, Washington would be 6-10 and 10 and be in... Well, in they're 7-9 the, and nine this year. I think they could go 10-6 and six next year. Oh, 10 and 6 is what you said. I heard 6-10 and 10 for some reason. And I was oh, like, no, no, no. I don't no. know about that. Okay, they I'm with you now. They could win three more that games with a, with a capable I think quarterback. Any, I think they could certainly lead the division with that defense yeah. alone. They we'll see the what they figure out with quarterback, yeah. Uh, on to the Sunday games. We'll go quickly. The Ravens beat the Titans. Uh, Titans get up 10-0. Ravens come storming back, 17 unanswered points. Um, Jackson was unbelievable, including that 48-yard touchdown run, which was just ridiculous. Just so Uh, untouchable. To me, he was even more impressive in the fourth quarter when they were running four-minute offense and just trying to run out the clock. 
that they just couldn't tackle the guy. Like he's he's amazing. 17 of 24, 179 and a pick through the air, but he also had 16 carries, 136 and a touchdown on the ground and was unstoppable whenever they needed him. Uh, Marquise Brown had seven catches for 109. And, uh, you know, the Ravens the look like the better team. Stopping, yeah, the big story here is stopping uh, Tennessee's running back, Derrick Henry. Like, they they pretty much shut him down, and that was really impressive. Yeah, the Ravens' defense. And it, it wasn't just that they, they shut him down. It was the way they shut him down. The Ravens' defense mm-hmm. up front just dominated the Titans. Henry had nowhere to go. Uh, a very impressive win, and, and Ravens. Uh, Ravens Bills is the first game on Sunday, and that is must watch TV or on Saturday, I think, and that is yeah. going to be a must watch to watch those Agreed. those guys go at each other. That'll uh, be something for sure. I love the pettiness too. The Ravens stomping on the Titans field. I, I love all of it. Uh, Saints crush the Bears in the most boring game of the weekend, twenty-one to nine. This game obviously wasn't this close. If you watched it, the Bears scored on the last play, a meaningless touchdown. Uh, so it was really twenty-one to three. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, just just a throw ass kicking. Saints look quite good. Saints Bucks next week is going to be unbelievable. And then finally, the Browns beat the Steelers in a wild game, forty eight thirty seven. I can't believe any of this, any of what happened happened. Uh, Algo called the money line, and we got paid. Yes, Algo was all over this one. Browns money line. Yeah. First twenty eight nothing after the first quarter for the Browns. They end up holding on. Uh, their first playoff win in 25 fucking years, which is unbelievable. First road mm. playoff win since 1969. I don't know what else there is to say about this. Ben Roethlisberger looks washed, but he's Oof. owed. Real quick note before we before we walk out of here for bit, uh, Big Ben. Here are uh, some of his playoff losses, the quarterbacks he faced since winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Tim Tebow lost 2011. Uh, Joe Flacco, 2014. Blake Bortles, 2017. And Baker Mayfield this year. Yeesh, that is a murderer's row of mediocrity. Uh, not good. Not great. Yeah, not good. And uh, he's owed $41 million next year. So if you Ooh, think he's just nice. going to retire without doing that, you're a fool. Wrong. Yeah, get paid, Big Ben. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here, Brad. Get the exit music. We'll be back with our preview later this week. Until next time, mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.